You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. On earth to be alive today. Okay. So Egypt for the Israelites was worse than that. <laughs> it was worse than that. There are so many things, just too many things you can't do in North Korea. Too many restrictions. I think you're not even, not everybody's allowed to even drive. <laughs> you know, not everybody can have a smartphone. I, I mean, it's just, it's just insane, just the thought of it. There are things you can get arrested for. Very few people have access to internet. <laughs> so, um, imagine the situation in, um, in Egypt. Okay, let's look at, let's, let's turn to the book of Exodus because you need to see it. This is not... It's not as easy as you think for his parents. Okay. Before Moses was born, if you look at chapter 1, um, the Israelites, look at verse 7. It says, but the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty and the land was filled with them from minority to majority think about that hmm? now there arose a new king over egypt who did not know joseph this king didn't have history lessons yes he did not know Joseph. And he said to his people, Look, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply. And it happened in the event of war, uh, that they also join our enemies and fight against us, and so go up out of the land. Therefore, sent taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for, for Pharaoh supply cities, Phetum and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were in dread of the children of Israel. So the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with rigor. They made their lives bitter with hard bondage. In mortar, in brick, and in all manner of service in the field. All their service in which they made them to serve was with rigor. Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives. Of whom... Um, 
of whom the name of one was, was Sifra, and the name of the other, Pua. And he said, when you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew woman, see them on the birth of, uh, sorry, see them on the birth stools. If it is a son, then you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, then shall she live. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. Hmm? This man, he is so threatened by the, 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 the growth of the Israelites. The Israelites are growing. They are multiplying. And he begins to, 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 to persecute them. He begins to ensure that he increases um, their labor. I mean, the Israelites didn't come into Egypt as slaves. Remember that? Yeah. Joseph saved the nation. And many kings that came appreciated Joseph for what he did. And because of that, the Israelites were favored for a long time. For several generations, they were favored. But now there came a time that another king came. Who did not go through the, 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 the proper channel or proper education. <laughs> Egypt had a fantastic education system. But how this pharaoh escaped it, we don't know. But I believe God had a plan in it. Because it was time for God's people to be rescued. Or to, um, to come out of Egypt. God had told Abraham that they were going to serve 400 years. And after that, they, I mean, they will be oppressed and they will live with great substance. So the time for the fulfillment of God's word had come to pass. You know, and these guys, the Egyptians began to torment the Israelites. Began to torment the Israelites. So it was around this time that Moses is born. It's around this time. Look at chapter 2. A man of the house of Levi went and took as wife the daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child... She hid him three months. Can you see that? In other words, she saw something beyond the natural in this child. It wasn't just natural beauty. I'm sure she saw the glory of God on this child. She saw, no, this child is not an ordinary child. This child is a child of destiny. She saw destiny on this child, but they could not define it. They could not explain it. So the Bible says it was a beautiful child. It was a child of destiny. 
It was a, a child that was destined to deliver the entire nation of Israel. To rescue a nation. I'm telling you, every child that is born comes with an assignment. Even you seated there, you have an assignment. It's just that some of you don't know what it is. <laughs> but you were born with an assignment. You, you came to this earth to fulfill an assignment. There's a purpose. So, she could see this child. And I believe it was her eyes of faith saw something in this child. And she decides, no, I'm not going to allow Pharaoh to kill this child. I'm going to hide him. Going to hide him. Verse 3 he says, But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes. Uh, she dabbed it with asphalt and pitched um, and pitch and put the child in it and laid it in the reeds by the river bank. And his sister stood afar off to know what will be done to him. This thing was all organized by faith. It was all organized by faith. The sister was positioned there. Watch over this child. This child, she puts him there by the river. Then verse 5, the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river and her maidens walked along the riverside. And when she saw the, uh, the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to go and get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child. And behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him. And said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Moses, uh, to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew woman, that she may nurse the child for you? Come on. Look at. This is God at work. It, it started by faith. Can you see? It started by faith. By the parents' faith. The mother must have spoken to the father. And they might have prayed. And they might have thought, what do we do? Okay, let's do something. This child is carrying destiny. We're not going to allow this life to waste. Because of some... Uh, uh, ungodly and unjust decrees by the king. This king is so brutal. He has no mercy. For you to kill children, innocent children, I mean, if there's anybody in society that should be loved, it should be children. Am I correct? Because you see how innocent they are. They've done nothing. You look at them, you can just, you, it just breaks your heart when you see. Sometimes you just look at them and you don't know. Your heart just goes out to them. 
Is that not so? Any child, you see, it doesn't matter what it is, what color, what it doesn't matter. You the moment you look at that child, your heart reaches out to that child. So for Pharaoh to now pass a decree to start killing children, especially boys. You need to know that Satan is at work. Satan is at work. And in our generation today, I'm telling you, the same spirit is still at work. The same spirit is at work through abortion. Yeah. There are so many people who could have been aborted. But God intervened. I think it was uh, Israel Houghton whose mother conceived him in, um, she, I mean, the circumstance was not, <laughs> was not, was not, uh, um, a circumstance that you would, you would like. I think she was raped or something like that. And then she conceived him. And the mother's parents said, you've got to abort this child. And he said, she said, no. She ran away and carried this child full term and was delivered. Huh? <laughs> and look at today. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. You wouldn't have heard that song if he were aborted. Hallelujah. So many children, the devil has been able to abort many destinies. Because the mothers don't have faith. Like the mother of Moses. The parents don't have faith like the mother of Moses. Some, of, some, some happen because, oh, we, we don't have the money. We don't have the resources. We don't have, oh, whatever it is. But that does not mean that there's no destiny behind that child. The circumstances might not be right, but the purpose of God is always right. Amen? So that's how Moses was hid. It's, 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 it was faith. The parents saw something. So what can we learn from the life of Moses, from his parents, learn to see destiny in babies? When you see a child, just know there is destiny. Years ago, I heard a lady, she was, I mean, she, 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 she had like multiple visits to heaven. One of the times she was in heaven, she was before the Father, right? She was in the, what she called the throne room of God. The throne room of God. When you hear room, you, you, you don't think just like your room. She says that the throne room of God is so massive. 
It's like, it's like entire cities <laughs> in, in one place. So, and it expands. Huh? So she said she was there and the father is sitting there and she saw, she saw little spirits. You know, they, they come out of the father and they talk to the father and they say, please, can I go? I want an opportunity to go to the earth. Huh? And they're pleading, they're pleading, please give me an opportunity. I want to go, I want to go to the earth, I want to go to the earth. And then some of them, the father says, okay, you can go. And whoosh, they come to the earth, they get conceived. That's how you came. You, you, you sought for permission to come. Are you following me? And then you came. And that's why you're here. Isn't that amazing? So he, she says those spirits, they come out of the Father and they're talking to the Father. And they're saying, can I go? Please, please, please. I also want to go. I also want to go. She said that that's how, that's how, that's how we came. So, you might think it's just an ordinary baby. It's actually on a mission. So Moses came, he, was, he came on a mission and his parents were able to sense that. Imagine you just look at the baby and you say, wow, no, this child, this, there's great destiny. It's by faith. It's by faith. So because of that, they made this decision. Okay? And, it, I mean, God, the way God would have it, 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 just, it just works so beautifully that they put the child in the, um, um, in the bushes in the river and the sister is there watching from a distance. That's Miriam. Miriam is watching from a distance. Maybe from time to time she'll go give him some milk. And then watch again from a distance. Watch again from a distance. And this time around Pharaoh's daughter comes to have a bath in the river. And she hears the child crying. At this time. Most likely, it's not the first time Pharaoh's daughter would come. He's been in the waters for three months. Three months hiding. But on this fateful day, hallelujah, on this fateful day, divine appointment, Pharaoh's daughter hears this child crying. I'm sure an angel might have gone to this child and poked this child. Cry, cry, cry. And he starts crying. And she's here, what's going on? What's going on? And they go, they find this child. They bring the child. And she looks at this child. And she says, no, this is one of the Hebrews. The Hebrews might definitely hit this child here. Because she knows what the decree is. And guess what? Marian comes to, to her and says, shall I go and get 
a maid to help you look after this child. Because she knows this, the, the daughter of Pharaoh sees this child and she decides, no, this is a beautiful child. I'm going to take this child. I don't have a child. This can be my son. Destiny is at work. It takes faith for you to see destiny in people. I'm telling you, it takes faith. Because if you look in the natural, you won't see it. You won't see it. But she saw something. And it was faith and wisdom that made Miriam to go and even talk to her like that. Miriam could have just run away. But she came. That was God at work. Orchestrating things. She like go and get someone. One of the, the, uh, the, the, the Hebrews. Can I get someone to nurse this child for you? So what happens? Verse 8. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. Oh my word. What a better person to, to call. She calls the child's mother. Miriam does not say to her, he's my brother. No, no, no. She, doesn't, she, she pretends to be a stranger that just manages to be there at that time. This is all orchestrated by God. But it got started by faith. Faith kick-started the whole process. So when you walk by faith, there are certain things that will begin to line up. Amen. Do you understand? This kind of faith will cause circumstances to line up. Things will just begin to line up. You don't, you don't know how things will work out. God sees your faith and he uses your faith to start ordering things. Circumstances begin to line up. And that's exactly what happened here. That's what happened. And she goes and she calls the mother of Moses. Who comes and doesn't introduce himself, herself as the mother of the child? No, she comes with wisdom. It's profitable to direct. That's what the Bible says. She comes by the wisdom of God. And she, she comes. She says, oh, here am I. Hey, this lady tells, tells me you need someone to help you look after this child. To nurse this child. Oh. Hey, amazing. Huh? But I want you to see that it all started by faith. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. <laughs> so the woman took the child and nursed him. Can you see that? She, imagine you are being paid to look after your child. <laughs> you are employed to look after your child. Isn't that amazing? 
You, 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 forget about every other job you are doing. Huh? This child, look after this child. I'll pay you the wages. How much are you, are you worth? How much is your service worth? How much is your time worth? And it's your child. That's exactly what God did here. But it started by faith. She took the child, she took the child home. Now, this time around, she's nursing this child. She's bringing this child up. But there is protection from Pharaoh's instruction. Why? It's the daughter. It's the princess. It's the princess herself that has adopted this child. Right there. Can you imagine? See how the wisdom of God works. And that's why when we walk by faith, we give room for the wisdom of God. When we walk by faith, we give room for God to begin to manifest in our circumstances. Verse 10 says, the child, And the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called his name Moses, saying, Because I drew him out of the water. So she nursed this child until the child was weaned, and then she took him to Pharaoh's daughter. And Pharaoh's daughter takes him. He becomes her, 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 um, her child. But you know what? what? All that time when she was taking care of that child, she was speaking to that child. Because tradition has it that when the Hebrew woman would be breastfeeding the child, they will be telling the child about God. So as she was breastfeeding this child, looking after this child, she was pumping the fear of God into Moses. There is no better time to influence a child than in the time of his innocence. You put in the fear of God. And that's exactly what she did. Sponsored by the king. Who was against them. Hey, God is amazing. When the enemy comes against you, I'm telling you, God can use the enemy to sponsor you. Amen. <laughs> that's how powerful he is. That's how great he is. And that's why you must not be intimidated by anything. You must not allow anyone to instill fear into you. Because the same people who are working against you will end up working for you. They'll work for you. There are some people who, at the end of the day, I'm telling you, you'll become their boss. Now, they're your boss. And they are treating you anyhow. Just keep walking by faith. Just keep telling yourself all things will work together for my good. And you don't, you don't know how, but just keep standing on the word of God. Keep speaking the word of God. Keep believing God. Keep speaking by faith. Hallelujah. All things work together for good. Keep saying, my case is different. My case is different. Things will work out to my advantage. You are not disadvantaged. No. Stop calling yourself disadvantaged. Because you are not. 
Amen? God is on your side. One with God is majority. When you have the creator of the universe himself, the most powerful, the wisest, the most well-resourced on your side, you are not disadvantaged. That's an unfair advantage. I have unfair advantage. Come on. Just say that. Say, I have unfair advantage. Yeah, God is not fair. He's just. So don't expect God to be fair. He's not. He favors you unfairly. <laughs> Can you picture that? Okay? The government might not favor you, but God favors you. Society might not favor you, but God favors you. Yes? Your boss might not favor you, but God favors you. Your professor might not favor you, but God favors you. So you need to build your faith on that. Build your faith on that. And continue to say that. And eventually, you will see how things will work out. You won't know how. You'll just see it play out. It's like you'll be looking and saying, my goodness, how did this happen? Why? It starts by faith. It starts by faith. I have so much faith in God that no matter what, things will work out. They might look terrible now. Don't focus on that. Focus on the goodness of God. Focus on the faithfulness of God. Focus on the greatness of God. The parents of Moses focused on God. Not on the king's command. Do you understand? Not on the threats of the king. They focused on God and his faithfulness and his goodness and his destiny upon that child. They focused on that. And that led them to make this decision. And look at now. Moses. He becomes the son of Pharaoh's daughter. The same guy who wants him killed ends up paying for his education. Only God can do such a thing. Imagine, somebody hates you and wants to get rid of you at work. And then all of a sudden, they, they, they pay for your training. They sponsor you for your post-grad. <laughs> Can you imagine that? They, they're against you and all of a sudden, they are, they are now beginning to honor you. Ha! And they don't even realize they forget that they once used to be against you. Now they are for you. Now they are celebrating you. Now they are singing your praises. The same people. So a lot of times people come to me for counsel and they're going through stuff. I say to them, listen, don't worry. Man changes. It's only God that doesn't change. This person can be like this now. They will change tomorrow. If you will believe God. If you will trust God. If you will trust that God can do that. He will do it. Yes? How many people have seen man change? Somebody that was against you all of a sudden is celebrating you. <laughs> That's man. So man is not God. It's only God that yesterday, today and forever will not change. But man will always change. He changes his opinion with the weather. 
Man can change. He might look hard today. And tomorrow he'll be your best friend. Why? Because the Bible says if a man's ways are pleasing to God, he will make his enemies to be at peace with him. Yeah. So, I'm not moved by what people look like or sound like, how they behave. I walk by faith. I don't walk by sight. Amen? So, by faith, Hebrews 11.23, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child. And they were not afraid of the king's command. So you see, this kind of faith is not afraid. This kind of faith is not afraid. You are not supposed to be afraid. Hello? Don't be afraid. Things might look critical. Don't be afraid. You're not going down. The fact that you can't see a way out does not mean you should be afraid. Walk by faith. Not by sight. So by faith, there is always a way. There is always a way. It might not be obvious. But I'm telling you before God, there is always a way. It's just that like you can't see it, but it's there. <laughs> Do you believe that? Yeah, you might not see it, but it is there. There is always a way. And that's one thing. That's one thing that has helped me many, for, many, for many years going through all kinds of things. I look and there seems to be no way. But in my mind, I have learned to tell myself that there is always a way. There is always a way. Somebody say there's always a way. Yes. There's always a way. Look at first, first um. Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, he says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Somebody say, God is faithful. I can't hear you. Amen. God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able? But with the temptation will also make the way of escape. Can you see that? He will make what? The way of escape. So there is a way of escape. You cannot see it now, but it is there. So you need to have the right attitude even when you are in the midst of crisis. Even when you are in the midst of an impossible situation. If you are in the midst of challenges, difficulties, things don't look okay. But you need to have the right attitude. Or else you won't see the way. You won't see the way out of that situation. There is a way. The fact that you cannot see it now, the fact that it is not obvious now, does not mean it doesn't exist. There is a way. There is always a way, I'm telling you. There is nothing you can face that doesn't have a way. There is a way. There is a way. So you need to have that. It, it takes faith for you to have this kind of conviction. Pharaoh says every male child must be killed. Anyone, if you don't kill that child, you will die. If I find out, you're in trouble. But the, the parents of Moses 
said, although the king says this, but there is a way. There is a way out. What was the way? Put him in the basket. <laughs> Put it in the river. <laughs> God honored that faith. God honored that faith by paying her to look after this child. <laughs> Amazing, right? So God will make a way of escape. Say, there is a way of escape. There is always a way of escape. I don't care how trapped you are. I'm telling you. It might be a messy situation. You might be trapped. You might feel as if you are in a pit. And you can't get out of that pit. I'm telling you, there's a way. There is always a way. There's a way out of it. You might feel as though you are in jail. There's no way out. Hmm? Maybe yours might be a financial pit. You don't know how to get out of that. There is a way out. There is a way out. Just be positive. Just believe God. There is a way out. He will make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Can you see? That's why I said at the beginning, you need to be grateful for the mercy of God. What you are facing today, God has seen you can bear it. That's why he allowed it. So, stop looking down on your abilities. If you can face it now, it's because you are able. Do you know that word? Look at, look at that scripture again. No temptation has overtaken you, except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. That word able there. You know what it is in the Greek? Is dunamis. <laughs> it's dunamis. So the dunamis is power. Inherent power. God has seen that you have the power. He will not allow you to, to, to face what you don't have the power to deal with. You are the one that thinks you cannot bear it any longer. But God has seen you have the capacity. Come on, hit your chest. Say, I can't, I can't. I have what it takes. You're not sure, no problem. <laughs> no problem. You, you are not sure. You, you're scared to say it. No problem. I, I'm very sure. Yeah. It takes faith. And we learn this faith from the life of Moses. His parents, it began with his parents. May you be parents, may you be parents of faith. You shouldn't, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be parents who are so fearful and cannot obey God. So scared of the enemy, cannot take any step. Don't be like that. Hallelujah. I'm not scared of nothing. Doesn't matter what it is. Sometimes I tell Satan, shoot your best. I have what it takes. Challenging, yes, but challenges are okay. They're not evil, right? If God allows it, then it's good. It's training my hands for war, my fingers for battle. I need to fight some, some things. I need, to, I need to face some giants. I need to deal with some giants. You need to start thinking like that. Giants are good for breakfast. Are you ready to take on some giants? 
Yeah, God was setting them up. He was setting Pharaoh for destruction. The moment Moses was born, it was time to bring, out, bring down Pharaoh. But he didn't realize. So, what shall we say to these things? Thank God for faith. Thank God for the faith that is not afraid. Yes? The faith that sees potential. So when you see challenging situations, you need to begin, be able to see the potential of those things. The potential that is, that is incubated in that challenge. Some challenges, I'm telling you, are, are, are um, God's ways of hiding greatness. So it's shrouded in some, some, some challenges. There are some challenges that are there that look impossible. But if you can see with the eyes of faith, you will look into that challenge and say, wow, this is my opportunity. Those are opportunities. Mighty God. May God help us. May God give us the ability to see beyond the obvious. To see the opportunities in our challenges. To see the opportunities in the, in the, in the pharaohs, in, in, in the decrees of Pharaoh. To see the opportunities. That's what the parents of Moses were able to see. And you should be like that. God wants us to learn that kind of faith. Learn that kind of faith. When you look at a situation, don't immediately be like everybody that looks and then starts complaining. You look, need to look at that and say, oh, praise God. This is now my time. This is my time to become who God has called me to be. This is my time to begin to manifest the dunamis in me, the ability that God has put in me, the power that God has put in me. This is my opportunity. Father, we bless you this morning. We glorify you. I thank you for your faith that is at work in this place. I thank you for faith, the spirit of faith, oh God, that is in our lives at this moment, in our hearts, oh God. Lord, you know what we are going through. You know what we are facing. You know what everybody here is facing. Some are facing a pharaoh, the pharaoh of this land, the pharaoh in their places of work, pharaoh wherever it is they are. Lord God, I just thank you because you have, you have already given them the ability to overcome. The Bible says you will not allow them to be overtaken by any temptation accept that which is common to man. But Lord God, you are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful, oh God. You will not allow them to be tempted beyond their abilities. Oh God, but you will make a way of escape. Lord, let the way of escape be revealed. Let the way of escape be revealed, oh God. Show them. Open their eyes. Open their eyes to see the way of escape. Open their eyes to see the way out. Oh, my Lord and my God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, Lord God, that you will give them, help them to be able to bear it, to have the dunamis to bear the situation, to have the power to bear whatever it is they are facing at this time in the name of Jesus. Mighty God, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We bless your name. We give you glory, Father. Thank you, Lord. I speak strength. I speak grace. Oh, God, I speak revelation. 
I speak wisdom. My Lord and my God. Lord and my God. Lord, I ask that you will orchestrate circumstances. Order situations. We're not looking for the easy way out. But look, we are looking for your way out. Your way out. Your divinely ordained way. That's what we're looking for. My Lord and my God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Yes. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.